Hello and welcome back to another episode. If you are new here, my name is Autumn. I am a holistic health coach. I am the creator of At She's Plant Based and I enjoy talking about all things health and wellness. Today I will be sharing with you my journey with food and how I found intuitive eating and why I live by it and how you can get started. So at the end of this, I will give you some tips. I'll give you some homework. So grab a pen, grab some paper, even open up your notes app. You'll definitely want to be taking a lot of notes um, throughout this episode because there's just a lot of valuable information. Also, I want to quickly share that I've been working on a really fun cool exciting project that aligns with today's topic body image intuitive eating your intuition i feel like we're not taught about any of this in school and what's promoted online as far as food um at least you know when i was younger i feel like now more people are talking about intuitive eating and you know your intuition and how to trust that and how to trust your inner wisdom but I feel like generally this is not talked about enough which is why I'm going to be launching this really amazing thing that I've been working on all summer um, which will come I'm not quite sure on the launch date but at some point this year to really help you dive deeper within you know this topic and you know how to understand yourself on a deeper level and what limiting beliefs and blocks that you have around yourself and food and body image. Before I dive into today's episode, I do want to just share that I will be talking about my eating disorder, so just putting out the trigger warning now. So let's go back to young Autumn. Autumn when she was a baby. My parents said that I was a great eater. I literally ate, you know, everything. I was not difficult. I was not picky. Um, I really just listened to my intuition as a child and honored my cravings. When I think of intuitive eating, I think of babies and even toddlers. When you're really young, a baby cries for food and then it gets food and it stops when it, when it's full. And same thing with toddlers. They, you know, ask for what they want. They know what they like. And when they're done, they're done. And as we get older, we begin to lose touch with our intuition, with our inner wisdom, with our body. We become disconnected from that. And I think a lot of this has to do with, you know, several reasons. But one is diet culture, which we're all so familiar with. But I think diet culture really pushed and still does this idea of these foods are bad, these foods are good, we should only be eating this amount to look a certain way. And there's so many rules, there's so many food rules. And as we get older, we become more aware of our body and we become more aware of you know what we look like and this idea is pushed out that we have to look a certain way and to look this certain way we have to eat this certain way and so when there's so many rules and pressure around food and the way that we look we lose touch with our intuition we lose touch with ourself because we're now trying to become someone that we're not 
we're trying to look like everyone else we're trying to eat like everyone else because this is that this is what we're told so we kind of just like become sheep in a way and kind of just follow whatever is being sold whatever is being told if we go down to the root of it it comes down to these companies wanting money and wanting power because we feel so deeply insecure even though in reality there's nothing wrong with us diet culture and you know the media is just doing their job they feed off of insecurities this is how they sell a diet this is how they sell a fitness plan this is how they sell you a product because that thing is supposed to fix us if we do the diet it's going to fix us we're going to look like our best self if we buy that beauty product it's going to make us beautiful therefore we're going to feel good within if we do you know the fitness plan um i remember like my mom used to buy so many of those like fitness videos those are just all over my house but if we do that we're gonna you know look like the woman on the on the television screen and so what happens is, is we forget who we are. We're just so lost in the external that we neglect ourselves. We fail to look within. And this isn't supposed to make you feel bad about yourself. I was sucked into this for so long. And these brands and businesses and companies are really just doing their job because they want to be making their buck. And so you really have to just stop yourself and look at yourself and ask yourself, what am I doing? What am I doing this for? Why did this all start? Where did this begin? Why do I think this way? Why do I feel this way? Why am I choosing to eat this way? Why am I choosing to work out this way? Why do I you know, have this certain type of self-talk? Really beginning to question everything, but I will dive into this a little bit deeper. I know I kind of went off a little tangent. I started sharing my own experience and story, but I just thought that this was an important thing to touch on. But like I said, when I was younger, I was a great eater and I wasn't too aware of my own body or the things that I put in my body. I definitely was a kid who loved plant-based foods. I loved all my fruits and veggies when I went vegan like fully vegan six, seven years ago, my mom wasn't surprised because I've always gravitated towards, um, you know, healthy foods, plant-based foods. But the point that I'm bringing up is like, I wasn't super self um, health conscious. Um, I didn't really think too much about what I was putting in my body. I did grow up on a standard American diet. So I was eating fast food and drinking soda and eating out at not the best places. So I was kind of just really eating everything and anything and growing up i had a pretty fast metabolism i was able to eat whatever i wanted but i also played sports i was an athlete as early as the age of four so i was very active and constantly moving my body so that definitely played a role into you know my weight and how i looked but it doesn't mean that i was healthy and that's just something that i want to point out just because someone's skinny does not mean that they are healthy and also i just remember being really insecure about my size i didn't like that people always just make comments about how you know skinny i was and if i ate and it was honestly just really rude in my opinion and i don't think anyone should be commenting on anyone's weight although i didn't have an eating disorder at the time those comments really affected me i remember even 
you know, when I was um, getting tested for scoliosis, the lady asked if I had anorexia and one of my cheer um, coaches, she like pulled me aside because I said I was feeling lightheaded and she was really concerned about my weight and asked if I was eating enough, even though I was. So there's a lot of like assumptions too around people who are skinny that they have an eating disorder and this made me feel really insecure because I was young. I wanted people to like me. I wanted to fit in and by people labeling me as, you know, anorexic or having an eating disorder, it made me want to gain weight. I didn't like it. I didn't like you know, standing out. I didn't like people making comments about my body. It made me feel really uncomfortable because it was so out of my control. So for anyone, this is just a reminder to not make rude comments about someone's body. I understand the intention behind it. When people would ask me these questions, I just wanted to make sure I was okay. But it caught me off guard because there was literally nothing wrong. But in their eyes, they thought that there was something actually wrong. And they continued to ask me. So this was a time when I really began being, you know, aware. I was aware of my body. I was aware of the way that it looked. And at a young age, I want to say this was when I was, you know, middle school. When people were making these comments. This is when I envy people. I envy girls who um, who were a little bit curvier, who had boobs, who had a butt because I didn't really, I didn't have that. I was just this skinny girl who could not gain weight. High school rolls around and I was an athlete in high school. I was a competitive cheerleader. Growing up, I was a gymnast. I was a figure skater. And then once I was in middle school, I started doing um, tumbling so I can be on my high school's cheer team because I already had a background with gymnastics. So I was doing that. I was practicing all the time. Um, but I remember I quit cheerleading my sophomore year. I got into a pretty bad car accident. My friend rolled a car. I went through the windshield. And just after that, my body wasn't the same for a few years. And I was diagnosed with arthritis in my lower back so I went I experienced that accident and so because of that I couldn't work out anymore and then also during this time I was partying a lot I wasn't making a lot of healthy decisions I wasn't eating as great I was hanging out with my friends I was going to their houses I was eating the foods that they and they weren't eating you know that well so I kind of fell into the same eating patterns as them plus on top of binge drinking and then the binge eating that you do after drinking I was just very much a part of that I was also a late bloomer I started puberty around 14 15 I got my period when I was I think it was 15 years old yeah I was going into my sophomore year so I really began noticing changes when I turned 15 and a lot happened I quit cheerleading later that year because of the injury I started puberty so my body began changing and looking more womanly and I wasn't making the healthiest decisions I was eating a lot of fast food during this time and eating a lot of sugar and soda so 
this was the first time I actually noticed my body really changing. I noticed that I was gaining weight. I was filling out. Boobs were coming in. You know, I was, I had more curves and this was all new to me. And it kind of like shocked me for a second because I went from someone for so long, my entire life, not being able to gain weight, um, not really seeing any changes, being able to eat whatever I wanted. And then it kind of like things shifted and it was really uncomfortable for me. It was really uncomfortable to be in my own body during this time. Although, like, looking back, I look at photos, I look great. Like, there was nothing wrong. But as a young teen experiencing puberty, experiencing all these changes, it is a little bit of a shock. So I remember trying to do, um, like, diets. I remember a thing that my friends were doing. They were just eating, like, chicken, avocado, cucumbers, and blueberries, and coconut water. And I tried that for a couple of days. And I was like, all right, like this isn't for me. And I went back to my normal way of eating, just eating junk food, um, not really being too health conscious during this time. But the point that I'm trying to make here is like, it was never this obsession. It was never like, I hate my body. I hate myself. So I'm going to be really strict and make these changes. I kind of just didn't pay too much attention to it. Like it was something that bugged me, but it wasn't like a main issue for me during this time. I think a lot of it was because I was just so consumed by party culture and drinking that the alcohol and the partying that I was doing really just suppressed a lot of my emotions and feelings. So I never really got to look that deep within myself. So I graduated high school. I graduated 2013. I cannot believe that my 10-year reunion is coming up. That is so crazy. Sorry, that just hit me right now. I'm like, damn, she's getting old. I'm really not old, but it's just like, wow, 10-year reunion. Um, But I graduated high school in 2013, and I moved to Northern California to live with my aunt and uncle. During this time, I was really going through a lot mentally. I was dealing with depression and anxiety. I just did not feel motivated. I didn't feel any life inside of me. Life just felt very dull. And waking up each day was really hard for me. And I needed a change because, like I mentioned previously, and if you listened to my first episode, I mentioned... um, my experience with partying and that was kind of just my life and that was what I looked forward to and I didn't really have any ambitions or goals. Uh, I wanted to be an athlete growing up and I really wanted to pursue cheerleading and you know eventually one day become a coach but after my accident that shifted a lot for me so that was a really hard time for me my junior and senior year of high school. So I moved up north to live with my aunt and uncle just for some change. I needed a new environment. I went to community college up there and there was a lot of expectations. And when I moved there, a lot of those expectations weren't met. So that was really hard for me, but it was a time for me to really look within myself and 
it was the first time I went through any sort of awakening and began putting all of the dots together and understanding how my emotions have manifested into physical issues that I was dealing with at the time. And so by understanding this, it really wanted me to begin to kind of just do the work and to get onto a healthier track. So where do most people start? We start with our diet. We start with food. And I remember my aunt's nanny was on her health journey. Her and I became super, super close. She's still a good friend of mine, but she was on her health journey and weight loss journey. And she was telling me about food and how it works and how to lose weight and how to be healthy. And she was talking to me about calorie counting and calories in versus calories out. So I remember I was going to the gym for like a month and I wasn't seeing any results and she was telling me to begin to just look at my diet and be more mindful of what I'm eating. So I was away from the partying and my life kind of just became fitness and eating well and school. So I downloaded my fitness pal because that is what she suggested and we know where I am going with this story. Um, And so I began just tracking everything that I was eating. I was kind of shocked when I saw how many calories I was eating in a day. And that really instilled a lot of fear within me. So I started what was clean eating. Um, Clean eating is eating foods that are simple, whole foods without any artificial ingredients. So typically involves eliminating processed foods, trans fats, heavy saturated fats, added sugars, and refined grains. And so this started off as really innocent. I was like, this is going to help me eat well. And so I'm tracking everything and going to the gym. And within a week, I started noticing changes. My body, I if I implement something like, you know, at this time, like a diet and adding in um you know, a workout routine, I, my body changes pretty quickly. Like it's pretty easy for me to lose weight. So I instantly saw changes and I was like, wow, this is so cool. This is so awesome. So it started off as something innocent and then just quickly spiraled. This was like over a month, um, timeframe and I lost a ton of weight I don't want to mention the number because that would be, you know, triggering, but a significant amount of weight and I was just under eating. I became mentally unwell and even worse than I, what, where I was at before. And what happened here was is partying was kind of my outlet and my escape. It was my obsession. It was my addiction and addiction has been passed down to me and I wasn't really aware of how my addiction was manifesting in different things. First it was alcohol and drugs and now it was this obsession with health and fitness and wanting to look this certain way and trying to fill this void within me because there is so much that I just did not face. I was pretty emotionless. I never really felt my emotions I was kind of numb so this was my outlet this is 
what helped me kind of like escape me from all of my issues. This is where I ran to for comfort. So I ended up in the hospital, which was really terrifying and scary and just had a horrible experience at the hospital. And like I said, my mental health was at its worst. And I remember I had my first panic attack during this time and I had no idea what was going on. Also, just like away from my parents. And I was with my aunt and uncle who are so amazing and lovely and great. But it just, it wasn't the same, you know, having your parents not there. My mom wasn't there. My dad wasn't there. And my mom has struggled with anxiety. And so I felt like I wasn't really feeling heard or seen in the way that I wanted to. And so I had to pack up all of my things and I ended up moving back home. I packed everything up in a weekend and my dad flew out and he picked me up and we packed up my car and we drove back home and I went back to the hospital at home and um, basically what was happening is I was severely stressed out and I was hospitalized because I was constipated for a week and it was really, really, really scary because that's actually something that can kill you and I didn't know what was going on. They gave me the colonoscopy drink and that did not work the first time, which freaked me out even more. So that's why I moved home. But once I moved home and I was in a new environment and my body felt relaxed and my body felt safe, I was able to heal and overcome these issues. So I got better pretty quickly. So very grateful for that. And because I restricted so much. We all know what happens when you restrict and create all these food rules. I went back to old eating patterns and I just began binging because all of these foods that I labeled as bad, all of these foods that I avoided out of fear, I just binged on them and a lot of them were like my comfort foods, which at the time were things like cereal, peanut butter, ice cream. Like I was just binging I was a bottomless pit because I deprived myself for so long and so I got back into partying I was hanging out with all my old friends I dropped out of school at this time I took the semester off and I also just didn't have a job for a few months so I was partying and drinking a lot and just again fell back into old patterns and so I remember that summer it was the summer I turned 19 so it was 2014 and I looked at myself in the mirror I was like oh my gosh all this weight that I lost I gained more I've gained all that back and more and I just felt really insecure and I felt gross and so I remember during this time too I went to the doctors and was put on medication for my ADHD I was put on Adderall and you've ever taken Adderall before it can suppress your appetite and I just was never hungry and that wasn't the reason why I was taking it I really had a hard time in school and paying attention and so it was really helping me a lot in school I was getting straight A's but I began noticing that I wasn't hungry and I started losing weight which obviously wasn't healthy but that did not um, I didn't care during that time and so I was liking the way that I was looking. I was slimming down and I thought this was my answer. I thought I just have to be on this medication 
for, you know, for the rest of my life. This is my answers. I don't need to eat. It's not that important. I was eating. I was having like one big meal a day and I would skip breakfast and lunch and I was ignoring my hunger cues, but also my mental health again was at a really low point. I was anxious more than ever, which then I had to be put on more medication for that. So I was on like four different medications at this time and just struggling mentally, physically, emotionally. And things spiraled really fast. This is probably one of my darkest times. I isolated myself from everyone. I didn't see my friends. It was hard for me to even go to school and work. I remember I just wouldn't even go to some of my classes because I felt so anxious all the time. And I was scared to go to work. I was scared to be around people. My social anxiety was at its peak. And a lot of this was because of the medications that I was on. It just I didn't feel like myself on top of like I'm not nourishing myself I'm not really eating I'm not eating well I'm not taking care of myself so my rock bottom was when I just didn't recognize myself in front of the mirror and it was one of the scariest moments because I remember looking at myself and I thought I was a monster like I literally did not know that was me and just so many things were coming up for me in this moment. I remember it was just like at 2 a.m. I'm in deep thought. I'm like staring at myself in front of the mirror. It's intense. Like it felt like it was just like a scene from a movie. And I just remember there was this voice in my head just like, you have to get better. One day you want to be a mom and you want to be healthy and you want to show your kids, you know, how healthy and strong and happy you are. And you're not there yet. And like, that's okay. You're not there yet. But I want you to get to that point where you feel good internally. That was the main thing is like, I didn't feel good inside. And I just wanted that so bad. And just like this memory of me, like this, of like a future memory of me, just like popping up in my head of just me being a mom and having kids and thriving and being happy and healthy and really doing it for that that like really really woke me up was the bigger picture and where this road could take me I can choose this road of misery and not take care of myself and not nourish myself and not take care of my mental health sure I could do that I can sit in my misery but I'm not going to become the person that I want to become I'm not going to be able to show up in other areas of my life I won't be able to you know, perform at my optimal level when it comes to work or I won't be able to show up in my friendships as much as I want to. I won't be able to show up in my family as much as I want to. I won't be giving my 100%. So I can choose that road or I can just begin to start now, which seemed really scary and intimidating and frightening. But I just thought about future autumn and that was the version of myself that I wanted to become and I was willing to take those steps even though it seemed really scary and intimidating and challenging because I was navigating the space alone no one really had much idea that I was suffering of course people make comments about my body but I didn't get into it I would just say you know I'm eating healthy I'm doing healthy things but in reality I was just really damaging myself and was really hard on myself so 
I just started doing a lot of research on food and became super curious and really just wanted to learn more about food and why we need it and how healing it is, how it heals us at the cellular level and what these macro and micronutrients do for our body and how it can prevent illness, how it can reverse illness, how it can help with your mental health, how it can help with your emotional health. So this was the time when I came across veganism. So six, seven years ago, I was like, wow, look at these amazing people. They look so healthy and happy. This was when I was on into like all the big vegan YouTubers back in the day, like 2014, 2015, if any of you remember. And I was like, they eat so much food and they look so great and I wanted to be like that. And so that's kind of where I started was just hardcore vegan, which again was disordered, disordered in itself because I was cutting out a lot of things out of fear, like all oils. I wasn't consuming any oils. So it took me some time to get to a new place. I think I needed this trial and error phase. I recommend that, you know, for everyone, you're going to you learn you learn the most of trial and error what works for my body is going to be different for your body so there's no right or wrong and so I kept like doing what everyone else was doing and I failed to look within and ask okay what does my body want today what is my body craving because I was at a place when I was eating when I first started eating vegan and I saw all these vegan people eating an abundance of food like I remember, if any of you guys remember, like, Freely the Banana Girl, she was eating, like, 15 bananas, was having, like, five potatoes, was eating, like, two full pizzas, and I was trying to do that because I went from such a lack mindset when it came to food to an abundant mindset, and so then I was, like, overcompensating. I was just trying to overdo it. I was like, look, I can eat all this food and still look good on the outside as well, and so... That was a journey in itself. And I feel like my diet has changed a lot. Um, now where I'm at currently is I eat, you know, mainly plant-based. I've incorporated fish back into my diet because from an intuitive standpoint, that's just what sounded good and that's what my body was craving and, and needed. I was also dealing with some health issues. So everything changed as soon as I started adding fish back into my diet. So throughout this journey of really discovering different types of way of eating and different foods and all of, you know, the different diet trends that I tried, it really got me to a point where I was like, this isn't working for me. It may work for some or what seems to be working like for some, but this doesn't align with me. This doesn't make me feel good. I'm still thinking about food all the time and what am I going to eat? And when I wake up, what am I going to have for breakfast? And food was still constantly on my mind and it was so frustrating for me. So I'm going to go through a few different tips slash steps that I took to help me get to where I'm at as far as food and just like my body in general. So tip number one is trust your intuition. I mentioned this earlier, but we ignore our intuition a lot, especially when it comes to foods. And I explained a little bit about why this has happened and many of us go through this, I feel like. 
Um, but I just want you to think about like how many times have you craved something, but you didn't eat it because you thought you should have something else. And then when you ate the thing that you thought you should have, you did not feel satisfied. You still craved what you originally wanted. So I think it's just important to honor those cravings and understand the dialogue that you have around certain foods. Labeling certain foods as good or bad food is not, it's not black and white. What is one person's medicine is another person's poison. What works for me may not work for you. We are bio-individual. We come from different backgrounds, from different cultures. We have different genetics. We live in different environments. So the way people eat is not universal. It's not going to look the same. I always say I eat in a way that makes me feel my that makes me feel my best. And this so happens to align with a plant-based lifestyle. And of course I have fish, you know, every now and then, but I mainly eat plant-based because that's what gives me the most energy. That is what helps me mentally and even emotionally. It makes me feel good. I feel strong. I feel nourished. I feel energized. So when I think of plant-based eating, I don't view it as what we typically think as a diet more so. It's part of my lifestyle. I enjoy eating this way. It's fun. It feels good. When I was talking about honoring your cravings, like coming back to that, trusting your intuition, honor your hunger, honor your cravings because it's the most liberating feeling to just, once you throw this idea outside the window that you once thought you had around food like I created so many food rules for myself and once I threw that all out the window and just checked in with my body and figure out what it wanted that's when everything changed I work with a lot of clients and they don't even know how to access that they're like well how do I even know what my body's craving and I think one thing that you should implement is mindfulness, you know, mindful mindful eating, and I'll go into that a little bit later after I go over um, some more tips, but just checking in with yourself, closing your eyes, you know, feeling where your body's at, and just checking in with yourself, asking yourself, what am I craving right now? What sounds good? And allowing yourself to kind of just sit in that space and whatever comes up needs to come up. And what I personally like to do when I'm going grocery shopping or I'm at the farmer's market and I see food, like different produce and foods, I kind of just like let my intuition guide me. I let my body guide me. Our bodies are very, very, very intelligent. It is going to tell us when it wants something you know, in our gut, our gut is the second brain. And we we feel this all the time. When something feels off, when we're getting a bad vibe from someone. Majority of the time, our intuition is right. So learning how to trust that, especially when it comes to food and really not overthinking it. There's so many random things that I will begin to see, like 
you know, this week I'm craving eggplant and a lot of greens and smoothies. You know, maybe I'm craving a lot more lighter foods. And then the next week that's going to look different. Maybe I want to eat more fish and I'm craving more warm and grounding foods. So really learn how to honor this and let your intuition guide you. Detach yourself from the need to control food and what you eat. It's so easy to overthink and ask ourselves questions like, what am I going to have? you know, tomorrow? What am I going to have this entire week? Wake up and let your intuition guide you and decide. You can create an outline for the week. Um, You can go to the grocery store, you know, Sunday, Monday, follow your intuition, let that guide you, pick up foods that sound good and then plan around that. And then obviously check in with yourself daily and see what your body's craving and see what your body needs. I think that this comes down to self-trust, trusting your body, trusting your intuition. And the more that you strengthen this muscle, the easier this becomes. It's like building a muscle. You have to work on it. And the more that you use this muscle, the easier it becomes. I know this sounds super straightforward and simple when we say it out loud, but when we actually put it into action, it can be very difficult, especially if you've been someone who has planned out every single meal and you have this control around food and it's almost obsessive. This can be challenging, but just know with good practice, you will get there. You just have to begin to detach yourself from your old self, from your old beliefs. And once you step into this new version of you and trust your intuition and you trust your body, you will get there. Tip number two is to make peace with food. Food is not the enemy. And like I've mentioned multiple times in this podcast episode, we tend to focus on what foods are bad and what foods are good. Drop those ideas. Food is energy. Food allows you to thrive. It heals your body at the cellular level. Food is fun and exciting. Food brings people together. Food creates memories. It's not just like this thing that we put into our body. Um, We put it in our body for numerous reasons. So explore and have fun and play around. Try out new recipes. Try out new foods. Be open. Maybe you haven't discovered your new favorite food. You know, there's so many great things out there and I'm constantly, even now I find myself uh, eating the same things on repeat and sometimes I just have to like push myself to try out some new recipes or try out new restaurants and to just expand myself more um, when it comes to food. So be open and, you know, even challenge yourself to try your fear foods or to try these things that are quote unquote bad for you if you want that if that sounds good honor the craving eat it this is what's going to help you make peace with food is by facing your fears eating the food and realizing nothing bad happens and something that's just coming to mind right now and i think is important to know a lot of times we may be craving something like you know a donut or a twinkie And in reality, we have to dive a little bit deeper within ourselves and ask, what is it that we're actually craving? It's the sugar, it's the fat. So finding an alternative source that is natural, that is going to still satisfy that need. And I think sometimes it can get a little bit confusing. Like, am I actually craving this sugary, fatty thing? Does my body want that? Or is it the nutrients like the the thing from it, the sugar, the fat. 
Tip number three is gratitude. When was the last time you thought about the process that food has to go through? We have access to food everywhere around us. We can walk into a grocery store. We can walk into a restaurant. Food is just right there. It's it's right in front of us. It's at the tip of our fingers. It's so easy to access. Therefore, we become disconnected with our food. We, you know, forget where it actually comes from. Someone is growing it. They're taking care of it. They're turning the soil. They're making sure that the, all this food is given all of the proper love and support that it needs to grow into this gorgeous plant or whatever thing that you're eating. And then that has to be put onto a car or a plane and transported to the grocery store. There is this whole process that is happening and we just see the product on the shelf right in front of us and we become disconnected with our food. So saying a little thanks to those who took their time to grow this food, to transport this food thank your food for you know nourishing you for making it feel your best thank thanking mother earth for growing this healing food i appreciate you so much build a connection with your food your body and the planet and you will feel just so much more connected to the food that you're eating you'll be more mindful and you'll be more intentional tip number four is cope with your emotions with grace Whether you are someone who restricts or binges when you are feeling emotional, find alternative ways to comfort your issues. In reality, food is not going to fix our feelings. I do want to note that food is comforting. I still even find myself leaning towards food sometimes if I'm feeling emotional, if I'm feeling sad. I'm going to go, you know, eat my favorite cookie. I'm going to go get my favorite burrito. But I always have to come back to myself and understand by me making that decision food isn't going to actually fix the root issue so i think you know if you are someone that has a difficult time facing the emotion head on first give yourself a little bit of that treat you know don't go on that typical binge that you would do or have like a little bit of whatever that it is And then bring it back to yourself and just be like, okay, we're going to face these issues. We're going to face what's going on and find things that are going to help you express your emotions. Maybe this is meditating. Maybe this is going on a walk, um, journaling, taking a shower. The Airbnb showers are like my jam. I love them. They make me feel so good. Or maybe you just want to like sit in a quiet space light a candle, listen to some calming music, close your eyes and really just allow yourself to feel and feel everything that is coming up and take some deep breaths and really allow allow yourself to calm your nervous system and allow yourself to access what is really going on within and understanding why you want to run towards food. And this is a topic that I want to talk about is A lot of us have been taught to lean towards food. You got a bad grade or you hurt yourself or you're really upset about something. Maybe your parent or a friend would, you know, take you out for a treat, you know, gave you some ice cream or gave you um, a cookie to 
feel better. We've also learned to celebrate with food. If good things happen, we go out and celebrate, we drink, and we eat. So we've kind of just been taught that food is there for comfort and we've turned to it for many reasons, all individually different why we turn towards food, but also learning how to heal that inner child within you because that is typically where a lot of this is rooted from. We experienced something, we experienced an emotion, and we were given food as a result. That was the action. So that's our default action when you know something bad happens or even when something good happens is to eat this certain type of food because that's what makes us feel safe. That's what makes us feel comfortable. And so you have to ask yourself, what's going to give me safety? What's going to make me feel safe? What's going to make me feel comfortable? And discover new outlets for yourself. Instead of leaning towards food, I can talk to a friend. Instead of leaning towards food, I can write in my journal. I can change up my environment. I'll go to the beach. I'll do some reflection there. That is what's going to help you get to the root of the problem. And so when we get to the root of the problem and we identify the issue, you just begin to build more self-awareness. You'll begin to discover more about yourself and this will essentially just help you heal even more. Tip number five is to honor your hunger. This is a form of self-respect. Eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. I know it sounds so simple, but it really is something that's so important is to be mindful when you're eating. And then if you do overeat, try not to beat yourself up if you do. It happens, even I do it, we get carried away, something tastes really good. Um, but be mindful of like what you're eating, how hungry you are, notice every bite, describe the flavors, chew slowly, really be present with your food. We are so distracted. We have phones now, our laptops, where people are driving and eating. We have fast food. We can eat in the car. We're just, you know, a culture where, especially in America, I have a lot of I have a lot of US listeners. We're just always on the go. We always have to be doing something and we just want something quick and easy. When was the last time you were fully present with your food and you just took some time out of your day to sit down and be present with it? So that is homework for you. I challenge you to do that. I want you to do this. Next time you have breakfast, lunch, dinner, put your phone away. Turn off the TV, close the laptop. You have that 10 minutes to be with your food. And not only are you going to be more aware while you're eating, but you're going to realize like, wow, I was just eating way too fast and I just overate and that's why I always feel sick and that's why I've been dealing with digestive issues. So not only is this forcing you to be present, but it's also going to help you know other areas in your life or things that you may be dealing with like gut issues so slow down be intentional another thing i want to go over tip number five is how like be mindful of how you feel when you eat this is so important this is one of my favorite quotes and i don't know it's by 
but you can eat the kale, drink the alkaline water, take the supplements. But if you not deal with, but if you do not deal with the stuff going on in your mind and heart, you are still unhealthy. So if we're eating in a stressful state, like I just mentioned previously, running around on the go, trying to get food in your system, not taking that time to slow down and be present, you are stressing out your body. We all know stress is not good for us. Stress raises your cortisol levels and leaves you in a fight or flight state. Cortisol increases your blood sugar levels temporarily and gives us quick energy to fight or flight, the stress right hand. The rise is quickly followed by a blood pressure drop, which leaves us feeling tired, hangry, craving sugar, and even more stressed. Many people eat in a stressed state, are shoving food down while they're driving, rushing to squeeze in a lunch break, eating their food way too fast, and so forth. So remember to take care of yourself. A healthy, well-balanced diet, diet as in the food that you're eating, cannot compete with lack of sleep, high stress levels, and self-limiting beliefs. So this is why I think intuitive eating is so important. I want you to be present with your food. Love and appreciate the food that you're eating. When you live this way, you'll find so much more peace. You'll be happier. Most of us are you know, busy people, but you do have the time to sit down and enjoy a meal. If you find yourself in an emotional state, if you find yourself feeling stressed, anxious, or whatever other emotion you're feeling, get in the habit of writing about it, expressing it, opening up your voice memo app, talking about what's going on, that energy just really needs to leave us. Emotions are just energy and motion. So we need to move that energy out of our body. And sometimes it's just something as simple as writing it down and voicing it and we'll feel so much better. So get all your worries out on paper or whatever feels good. The more you let out, the more you heal, the better you will feel it really is a domino effect. And something that I think is really important to touch on to help you feel more connected to your body, I feel like all of my listeners are women. If there's any guys out there, this does not apply to you. But knowing where you're at during your cycle is really important because it's going to help you understand your hunger cues a lot better. But for instance, typically during your luteal phase, you are more hungry. So the hormone progesterone is believed to affect appetite and we have different food cravings specifically for chocolate, sweet or salty foods. Um, all these things are associated with the luteal phase. So by understanding where you're at, you know, during your cycle is really going to help you understand, you know, why your appetite is the way that it is and why you're craving specific foods. So get to know your cycle, understand where you're at, do your research. If you haven't listened to my last podcast episode about hormones i kind of talk about this a little bit and i give some sources that you can look into different books and people that can help you learn more about your cycle but and now i want to touch on diet and making sure that you are getting in enough nutrients and i can do a whole episode on this because there's so much to talk about but i'm just going to quickly just mention why it's so important to be eating foods from the earth whole plant-based foods and to make sure that we're not eating a bunch of processed, sugary, fatty-filled foods, foods that you know I personally do love and enjoy, but I have to be mindful of how much I'm consuming because of how this is going to affect my body and my energy levels and how I show up. I am all about balance. I love treats. I have a sweet tooth, so I'm not saying to 
never eat sugar. However, going back to that example that I mentioned earlier, is it the actual donut that we're craving or is it the sugar and fat? Is that what our body wants? So I just want to explain and share why macro and micronutrients are so important and vital. It's important to check in with yourself and ask, am I getting in enough carbs, fat, protein, you know, our macronutrients and vitamins and minerals, which are our micronutrients. Macronutrients provide the body with energy, helps prevent disease and allows the body to function correctly. Vitamins are necessary for energy production, immune function, other functions, and minerals play an important role in growth, bone health, fluid balance, and several other processes. So food really is medicine, and what I'm trying to say is food is healing and allows you to feel good and live your best life. And it's really, you know, it's not about the way that you look. Eat to feel good, to feel alive, so you can show up and do the things that you love. I think so many people can get tied into the number and the calorie and calorie counting does work to an extent right like it does work um, there's evidence behind it however when it comes down to comparing a hundred calorie pack of cookies versus a hundred calorie apple when you eat both of those things it's going to respond completely differently to the body so that's why it's so important to check in with yourself after eating something how did it make me feel do i feel energized do i feel more low energy and going back to that example i know i've brought up but is it the actual donut that i want or did i not eat enough sugar today do i need to get some more fruit in Does, is my body craving more fat so then from there, introduce those foods into your diet if you feel like you haven't been eating enough of them and see how you respond and see how you feel. And usually after you know a day or so, you'll feel a difference by incorporating these foods. When it comes to diet, I think people can overthink it and it's this complex thing. Go back to the basics. Go back to foods that grow from the ground. Check in with your body. See what it's craving checking in with what it needs am i getting in enough protein have i been getting enough carbs complex carbs have i been getting in enough healthy fats and letting that guide you this has transformed everything for me and if you still find yourself after introducing some healthy fats or that sugar and you're still wanting the donut or if you're still wanting the cookie or whatever that it is that you want have a little bit of that like it does no harm but i think that creating a healthy balance between processed foods and natural foods foods from the earth how i personally like to look at my diet and when i say diet it's just the foods that i consume but 80 percent is you know whole plant-based foods that's including fruits veggies grains legumes so beans lentils healthy fats and fish that's really what my body craves the most it thrives off of that and then 20% is for indulging you know for going out to eat for having dessert for making room for the fun things that I do like to eat not really for the um for the nutrition but for you know purely just taste so now I'm just going to give you some journal prompts you can feel free to write these down you know pause the episode if you don't have any pen or paper in front of you but I want you to do some reflection and kind of just really understand what your relationship currently is like with food, where it's rooted from, and what you want it to look like. So the first question I want you to write down is, what would your ideal relationship with food look like? What would your ideal relationship with food look like? 
And then question number two is, what was your relationship with food like growing up? So when you were a kid, just think back to your earliest memories. And then question number three, what made you start dieting or following food rules? Did you feel pressure to? And how has dieting affected your social life, mood, and relationships? And what are some emotions that come to mind when you think or hear of the word body and food? And I really want you to create some space for yourself to really be open and honest with yourself. This is for you to read and look at, but this is just really going to teach you a lot about yourself and what your current relationship looks like because sometimes we're not really aware of it sometimes we're not really aware um aware of how this has been passed down to us maybe we saw you know like personally i saw my mom talk about her body in a negative way and she was constantly on diets and trying to lose weight and then so as i got older i kind of picked up on those same things i began judging the same body parts that my mom judged so it's interesting to me how we begin to mirror people in our life even from a young age i found myself saying like saying things about myself or food that i would hear like my aunt or my mom say at a very very young age you know i shouldn't have have to be worrying about these things but because i heard it around me i began just like saying it because everyone else is saying it and you do become a product of your environment you are like the you know the five closest people around you so This is just here to bring more awareness and for you to realize this doesn't have to be my story anymore. I can change this. I can change this, but we can only change it by first building that self-awareness through self-discovery, discovering um, where these stories came from, where they rooted from, and what actually needs to be healing. Maybe there's some forgiveness. Maybe we need to forgive a parent. Maybe we need to forgive a family member. Maybe we need to forgive ourselves. Maybe we need to forgive food. Maybe we need to forgive our body. Who do we need to forgive in order to let go and to rewrite the story, to change your reality, to change the narrative and if you want to dive a little bit deeper and kind of figure out how to start i always recommend writing journaling is a great place to start so i have my self-discovery journal there's over a hundred plus journal prompts in there there's so many but a lot of them are set around centered around shadow work i have journal prompts for food freedom for emotional eating body image, confidence, wounded child, so doing some inner child work, fear. And I also have my body love guide. I created this three-week body love guide to help you transform your mind and body and help you get to know your soul on a deeper level. It's centered around shadow work, mindfulness, your higher self, intuitive eating, and high-five food. So this isn't a diet plan. I'm not a fan of meal plans or diets. Obviously, I don't think they're sustainable or realistic. I created this guide to give you a strong foundation. So after the three weeks, you have a new way of thinking, a new way of being. You've discovered a new version of yourself. You've discovered a new relationship with food. Intuitive eating is revolutionary. I want you to honor your hunger, your cravings, reject diet culture, make peace with food, feel your fullness, cope with your emotions with grace, respect your body, honor your health, and feel grateful for the food on your plate. 
This is all so important. So the more that you listen to your body, the better you will feel. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I love talking about intuitive eating. This topic is just so important. I think so many of us, um, especially myself at a young age, I didn't know what to eat. I didn't know how to listen to my body. So I hope that you gain some insight from this. I hope you learn more about yourself and I hope you really begin to apply these things to your life so you have a better relationship with food, with your body, with yourself because we are all so deserving of this. Intuitive eating has really transformed my life so I hope it can really help you. I used to be someone who just obsessed over what I was going to eat next, what I was going to have the next day, what I was going to have at the party, what I was going to eat next week, what this month was going to look like and even just you know scared of how my body was going to respond to a certain food to a certain food and a lot of that came down to my mental state the energy that I was putting into this food as well I was creating more stress and um, more stress in my body by just thinking these thoughts and feeling everything so intensely feeling these emotions so much that it was just storing in my body and anything that I ate I became inflamed because I was so stressed so I hope that this changes your perspective on food and the way that you view yourself and the way that you view your body. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you next Tuesday.